Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, what's up? After Buzzers, New Amsterdam, Season 2, Episode 3, Faulty Hips, Mass Hysteria, A Vanishing Sun. So much is happening in this episode. Keep it locked. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, hey, y'all, welcome to the new Amsterdam after show. I am your man, Tyler Tyson, season two, episode three. And I am joined by, let me tell you, an all-star G to my left. Y'all give it up for my main man, Ricky. Where is the applause? Because this man right here is a G. He held down the show all last week. Let's go. Hi, everyone. There it is. There's the (laughs) applause. You deserve a round of applause for that. Thank you. Uh, we, I missed you. I missed you. Uh, happy to have you back. Thank you. Safe and sound. Oh, yes. Smile is brighter than oh, ever. Oh, yes. Uh, good show. Oh, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for tonight's show. Speaking of tonight's show, so much happened. Uh, a son went missing, mass hysteria. Um, what, what was your overall thoughts of the entire episode? I thought it was a very good episode. Uh, I found that... Max opened up to Dr. Sharp. Okay. Yep. Which was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that there's been some, um, there's been a lot of pent up yes. emotions yes. that he hasn't been able to express to Dr. Sharp. Mm-hmm. And it was cool to actually see him do it. Yeah. And it was actually cool to, you know, see Sharp stand her ground and, and just be like, no, I'm not going to only be here for you when you need me. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, she, she was she like, around, yeah. no, yeah. this is not going to happen. I loved it. I loved everything. That whole interaction because it, it was a little confusing at the beginning, but that whole interaction between the two of them, I absolutely love it. Yeah. I love the fact that she owned whatever she's feeling in that moment. For she's sure. not just going along to get along. It's like I hear you, but you're not going to use your feelings on me whenever you feel like exactly. It. Like we're not doing this. So exactly. I definitely appreciate which that she also. has every right to absolutely. say that. Because yep. it's like, that's not okay. Like, I can't only be here for you when you need me. Yeah. That, that's that's just not how things work. Typical guy move. That's what we do, ladies. <laughs> just take note. Oh, so let's jump into the very first topic. And I'm going to start things off with uh, the cobalt deposits that was found in Man. one of the patient's hips. So one of the patients had a hip surgery, Dr. Bloom. They were trying to figure out where, because he mentioned that he had uh, blood in his urine. And they ran like an EKG and they thought it was a heart issue, but it ended up not being that. She found out that he had a hip replacement due to a workers' comp issue. He fell on the job working construction. They replaced the hip with basically a faulty one. Um, Mm. This company, I don't even know if they mentioned the name. Uh, name Yes, it is... Wedlow Medical. Wedlow. Um, Basically, the the metals were running, uh, rubbing against each other, and they were flaking off into his blood, thus causing this whole issue. Mm -hmm. Um, What did you think about that? I'm not surprised. I'm gonna. I'm gonna just. 
I'm not surprised that this is something that they that the company found a problem mm-hmm. and then tried to hide the problem by coding it with right. not what you need to code it with. Right. And this is just typical big. Yeah, it's not even the big F word. I wasn't gonna say. I wasn't gonna say big farm. I was just gonna say like the big organizations. How like when they get caught doing something, they wrong, try hiding. They things. try to hide it instead of fixing it. The ones that are unethical do that. Yeah, and I wasn't surprised by that. Mm-hmm. I just, when it comes to a medical device or a medical equipment or something that could potentially harm or hurt or, or help somebody if you find out that this piece of equipment or this limb mm-hmm. that's going to be going in this human's body is defected you can't just mm-hmm. coat over it yeah. like this is it has to the body has to recognize it as a bioavailable ligament yeah, yeah, right yeah uh, not a ligament. But um, it, it can't reject li- it. It can't reject yeah, it. It's it, like a liver yeah. or a heart. Mm-hmm. If you get a heart like transplant or if you get a liver transplant or a kidney, like you have to make sure that everything lines up. And this is and you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So so the fact that this company knew that there was a problem and still Instead of tried hiding it, instead, instead of, of fixing addressing it, it, they tried to put a little band aid on it. This person could have died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not okay. Yeah. And then, and then, so in the episode, the the patient made a good point when um, Doctor Bloom and Doctor Sharp pointed out the fact that this is what the issue was. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, how do we fix it? Well, the only way to fix it is to actually have another surgery and have another hip replacement. And he was like. No, I already was out eight weeks and wasn't paid for that. Who's going to pay to have the surgery right. on top of that? Like, there's he's like, this will bankrupt me. And I, I believe that a lot of Americans, people in general, find themselves in this situation when you have a huge medical emergency, whether it's a heart issue, whether it's a kidney issue, whatever it is. Unfortunately, a lot of us don't have insurance, or the insurance only covers a certain part, but it can bankrupt you the first time. Now, if it's faulty and they have to go back in again and you have to pay for that, who can who can afford this? Exactly that. And I feel like, and this is a problem in, a, in, in America, the medical, uh, um, the insurance system mm-hmm. here needs to improve. Yeah. They need to do what Canada does. Every civilian, every person who's from Canada mm-hmm. has free insurance and they're fully covered that is one thing instead of it going into the big people's pockets like i get it population control maybe or whatever the case may be Mm -hmm. you have to make sure that the people in your country are protected if anything it's medically yeah, just because things happen, accidents happen. There's there's over there's over seven and a half billion people in the world, right? right? Something's bound to accidentally happen. There's Absolutely. too much. The probability there is just too high, right? <laughs> exactly. So like, you need to. If someday, when I become more successful than I currently am now, and I have some fame. Um, I am going to, and I'm going to call this out now, I am going to eventually, once I get more age in me and I get more experience, I'm going to try to run for president. Oh, 
You got my vote already. I swear I'll, to God. I promise you right here on this show, I will vote for you. So I, you already got one vote. It's something that has I've been pondering, mm-hmm. and I don't really know what that world is like j- right. just yet. But if it's something that I honestly could really, I mean, if Trump could run for it and win, Listen, I anybody, think I have a good any, freaking shot. Let me tell you something. If nothing, you can say what you want about this man, love him, hate him, whatever. Right. If he can be president, I'm, anyone, anyone can, can be anyone president. can be president. I'm the just sky saying, is the limit. This guy this was point. a reality TV star. Yes, yes. Was went bankrupt seven times. And now he's the president of the United States. <laughs> Not knocking him. I'm just stating facts, just right? Just the facts, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that is... And one of my things is going to be in the, for the... I will do my best. And I will do anything to do to make sure that all of the U.S. citizens that were born and raised here. And if you were not born and raised here, Mm -hmm. you have to at least be a citizen of the the country for 10 years. Right, that's sensible. And you get full benefits. We have to implement that. The, the, The richer people need to pay more in taxes or maybe get... There's a special fund Mm -hmm. for this Mm -hmm. that we could tax the people with more money a little bit, a little bit more. more, Like maybe create instead of doing like social security, do this Mm -hmm. as like a as like a fund Mm -hmm. to help people. Yeah, us Americans need medical benefits, and not all companies provide that if you're an employee there. So, yeah, because like uh, Bloom said on the show, it or, or maybe it was Sharp it can be any part of your body. It could be, like you said, the heart, a heart valve. Yeah. It could be, um, uh, what do they put in, oh, what do they call it? They put it into your kidney. A stent? A stent. It can be anything that they put in to help you that could be faulty. Yeah. It doesn't have to be something major. It can be the simplest of things, but if it's faulty, it can wreak so much damage on our bodies. Like, our human bodies are so fragile. We like to think that we're at the top of the food chain, which we are, but if you look at how easily we get hurt compared to animals, like, anything could kill us. Mm. So, anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, so, the other thing that I wanted to talk about is that, well, this is kind of a twofold. So, one, Max got a new assistant. His new assistant. I love this guy. I love Todd. <laughs> He's amazing. Todd is a veteran. Uh, so, Max is lo- at the top of the show. Max is looking for an assistant. He, you see him interviewing, going through a bunch of different people. He stumbles upon this one guy. Uh, Todd, who's a veteran uh, from the Army, has no experience in the medical field whatsoever. Um, but he convinces Max to hire him because he said, you know, I did so I think he did four tours of mm-hmm. Iraq or mm-hmm. uh, four different tours of various wars. And he's like, if I know anything else, I know how to work on, in, in high stress environments and I know how to manage and make things happen. For sure. And that's what an assistant yeah. typically does. I agree. So that was definitely a great addition to the show. I love it. I think Dr. Max, you know, he did a great job. Yeah. I think he hired the right person. The right person for the job is on staff. You know, he just, out of all the people, like, you can't be so cookie cutter. And this is my resume. And here's the school that I went to. <laughs> and and here's my, like, okay, I get it. Experience is a big thing. Yes. You need to have some sort of experience. But what will trump experience is the innate natural ability yes. to read situations and make 
key important decisions. Yes, I agree. You could have all the experience in the world, yeah. years and years, of, but if you are not good at making key decisions, yeah. I'm sorry, I don't care what you're trying to do. If you're trying to be an assistant or an owner of a company or a CEO or like a president or the board, you need to be able to make crucial, important Absolutely. decisions. Absolutely. And, and sometimes I think it's best for us to go with someone that doesn't always typically <clears throat> agree with every single thing that we say. Because all those, all those other assistants that he was interviewing, they would have been yes yeah, men and women. Yeah, death. Yeah, this guy called him on everything. Anything where he was like, yeah, I hear you, but no, I don't agree. You really should be doing this. Oh, you're saying this because... He pointed out the fact that he is wealthy. He's rich, essentially. And it took Max a moment to fully accept that. But he was like, I'm not rich. He was like, well, let me ask you. Do you make over six figures? Yes. Are you debt-free? Yes. Oh, you're, you're rich. You're, you're rich. Well, yeah. Nobody else. And your patients aren't in that, that situation. Yeah. So I, I just love this guy. Here's a quick, cool fact that you just reminded me of. So do you know that if you make over – if you make $95,000 a year mm-hmm. – so let's say you make ninety-five grand a, a year, and I make a quarter of a million dollars a year. Do you know that we both live the exact same life? Really? Yes. There's, there's, there. Uh, they did a uh, study that once you reach over a certain oh, amount of mm, money, the quality yeah. of life doesn't, doesn't get change. any better. Yes, <laughs> I get it. Yes. So I think it was like ninety-five thousand. It's 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 insane. That sounds about right. Yeah, though. yeah, I can I can totally see that. Well, since we're still talking about this, the, so Todd ends up becoming part of the hospital board. So this whole Max eventually got lured, not lured, but he eventually got to the point where he was trying to place someone on the hospital board because Reynolds had a patient who had a <clears throat> procedure done. I don't remember what her procedure was, but she had a procedure done, and she lives alone. Her husband died, and she ended up falling in her home alone. Yeah. And someone, a delivery man, found her days later, or maybe a day later. No, uh, it was uh, 14 four- hours later. It, was, it wasn't a full day? No. Okay. Well, yep. they found her hours later. Yep. And she had to come back in and basically have surgery all yeah. over again. And he wanted to, uh, Reynolds, wanted to offer post-operative uh, care where basically there would be a nurses on staff that would go by and check on, especially the elderly, but check on people after they've had surgery just to kind of like make sure they're okay. So this is how this whole process even began in the first place. He wanted Reynolds. The board declined Reynolds. They didn't want him. He thought of Three other people, none of them would work. He ends up realizing, oh, Todd would be the perfect person yeah. to be on this board. Yeah. One, what do you think about the idea of I think post- it's great. Yeah. I think, that, I think it's great. He's going to shake things up. He's going to be, like, the favorite out of everyone in the hospital. Yeah. And not the favorite because of anything, but he just makes important, good decisions for the benefit of the hospital and for the benefit of the patients. Yeah. That's why I believe Todd is going to do phenomenal in this spot. Look at so with looking at the post-operative uh, help and aid, they Max said that it would cost approximately two hundred dollars a day yeah. to send a nurse, yeah. out, have a nurse on staff go out and just check on this patient. He figured out a way to make this work for twenty dollars. Yeah, and it was he said, "Well, why don't we get her a dog?" Which I'm always forgetting. Always a dog. For. Dogs fix 
Everything. Everything. I am the biggest. I have no dog. I've always. Me too. I've always I wanted want a dog one. so bad. Anyway, um, <laughs> so it's like get him, get her a dog, and then just have a dog walker come by twice a day, and there you go. Yeah. That's it. Brilliant. See, now that's what you call thinking outside of the box. And that's what you need inside of a company or inside of a hospital. Mm-hmm. It's not so cookie cutter. It's not conventional. Like, it's not get change the page, change the station. Yeah. Apparently, it's not working well. Yeah. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, like patients, patients need help. Yeah. So for him to... And our elderly, especially, I think about my grandmother, who thankfully hasn't had any surgeries or anything, but I look at how she was before when we were younger and how she is now, and it's like the older our parents get, our grandparents get, they they no longer, I guess, feel like they're needed. And so mm-hmm. by the whole idea of having a dog, there's something, there's a creature there that is now dependent upon you. For sure. And when you have someone that is, or something, that is dependent, it kind of gives you that drive. And yeah. you, it just makes life worth living, essentially. Well, life, life brings on life, yeah, right? Yeah. So if you're alone, you only have yourself. Yeah. But if you have another living thing... That's dependent on you. That's dependent on you. Yes. That brings you to life more too. Yeah. Because it's not only about it's only me, so I don't really have to worry about anyone I else. I can stay in bed all day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the dog is a great thing, even if it were a cat. It's a living thing still. That she would still need to eat. No cats on my watch. Oh. I can't. I can't do cats. I feel you. Tell the people about uh, Afterbus. Yeah. Live read. So I want you all to know how much we love you, and we love you so, so much that I'm going to actually tell you I love you. Uh, and the reason why I'm, I'm saying that is because without you lovely fans and viewers, you know what? I'm going to call you the AfterBuzz fam. Yeah. You're our AfterBuzz fam. Without you guys and gals, there would be no us. There would be no network. So thank you, thank you, thank you so, so much for supporting us, for for. Day in and day out, putting up with all of our stuff, we love you. And since you are watching this, please click the subscribe button, comment below, like this video, share this video. And since you are listening to us on the podcast, please rate us five stars. Click that subscribe button as well. And thank you again. Yeah, for making us number one. Absolutely. Thank you for making us the ESPN (laughs) of TV talk. That part. Uh, so also, mass hysteria broke out on this episode. Yeah. This is something that I feel like I might have heard once before, but maybe not. It almost felt new. And so there was a, a little girl, young girl, on the show, um, Emily, yep. who they found out later on that she had a, a, a brain tumor. They're not sure if it's malignant or benign. That's mm-hmm. beside the point right now. But as a result of that, she began to throw up and was having these vomiting spells and she would have these massive migraines and all of that. And she was in like a peer, media, peer mediation type yeah. uh, circle. Um, and so everyone, all the other kids, when they saw her throwing up and feeling ill, they began to throw up. And it was just like mass hysteria. And Dr. From, From. he actually pointed out the fact that, oh, they're not sick. After they did like a check to see if there was gas leaking because they thought that maybe there was gas leak. And all the kids, they all had temperatures. They all had these elevated temperatures and everything. But it found out nothing. The only person that was actually sick was Emily. Everybody else was basically, I see her sick. And so now I think I'm sick, too. 
Have you ever experienced that before? Is that a real thing? Like, um, I've never experienced that. I wouldn't consider myself a hypochondria or what they they named it on the show Mast Mass Psychogenesis illness okay. which is called mpi mm-hmm. so it's like if you see someone else sick you think so your brain now thinks it's sick mm-hmm. so it makes itself sick so that's why when he when dr from brought around the mike and ike the mike and ike yeah. they thought that they were getting really better because they were never really sick right but lo and behold she was sick yeah she was actually she was actually the only one um, who was really was sick. sick yeah I've never, I just have n- never experienced and I've, someone else yeah. being sick and then my convincing myself that I'm sick too. That takes a specific type of human to, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's, it's funny how the brain works. I was just, the brain is, is a it's powerful funny how the thing brain works. because it really can do whatever. Like it can, I, now what I can say is I have created my own reality sometimes. We all do. And it's like, oh wait, that's in my brain. Like that's not no, real. It's right. crazy the way the, that our brain works. The, it's it's called the subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. The subconscious part of the brain is the most powerful part of the human brain because the uh whatever is going on in your life, it's because of what you're thinking about and your actions. So yeah. Whatever you're thinking about subconsciously, which it's subconscious, so you're not really you're conscious not of it, it yeah. so you're not even fully aware of it, it's creating a reality around you. Mm-hmm. So us as human beings have to um, have to get a grip on it mm-hmm. and, and make sure that we're constantly or the majority of times we're flowing with positive thoughts and stuff like that. And actually, here's another pretty cool fact. They're, they have scientifically proven that you can make yourself, if you have any sort of sickness, you could think things. How you think literally affects yes, each. And absolutely. We have, hundred, I think, like 180 trillion cells mm. in the body. It affects every cell. The yeah. things you think and your emotions, it's freaking insane. That is why if you've ever had a loved one that was sick with any type of cancer or any type of chronic illness... The doctors and everyone always say keep them in good spirits. Keep, as long if you're yeah. in good, if your mind is in the right place, yeah. you can your begin to heal you. yourself and 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 get better. So you're absolutely right. It's about a that. part of the process. It's yeah. it's not only that. If it's something like a cancer or whatever, I mean, the way you eat, the mm-hmm. way you think, mm-hmm. the way you feel, yeah. the stuff you drink, everything becomes a factor. Yeah, absolutely. Well, also, we lost a son, not lost in the sense that someone died. Not on this episode. This is one of the episodes no one died, but um, VJ's son, uh, he came in and told his dad that he was going on tour. His band was going to hit the road. And his dad was being super supportive, which when I saw it, I was thinking, oh, okay, this is great. I know a lot of times doctors and lawyers and anyone that's in like a serious profession, sometimes they have a hard time supporting, you know, their children that are more creatives because everything's not set in stone. When you're in a creative space, you kind of just go with the wind sometimes. And I thought, oh, he's being super, super supportive only to find out. The son was lying the whole time. Skipping town, little coward. Because his, is that his girlfriend? His girlfriend, yeah. Girlfriend is pregnant. Yeah. It's sad. Like, it's sad that, that this happened in, in in the show, but this actually happens in real life. Oh, this happens life. all the time. Like, that, that to yeah. me is the most dis- dis- disturbing part, is that... 
people in real life will actually skip out on their spouses because of a kid. People are cowards in real cowards. life. Cowards. Absolutely. You know what? If you didn't want a kid, we should have worn a condom. Exactly. You should know. It's just so aggravating and frustrating. Um, I felt I felt really really bad for the lady because it yeah. was all, and then I, and only to find out that she's working at a coffee shop, so it's not even like she inside has, the hospital. Oh, okay. So it's not even like she has like a high paying job. Right. I'll say. Right. Um, so then, not only does she not have a high paying job, not only did she get pregnant from this coward that just left her hanging, she has to do it all by herself, and so. VJ, the doctor, yeah. um, the son's father, he came to her. He said, Mahana, is that how you say it? Yeah, Mahana, oh, which means I'm there for you. Um, I, I, I'm really hoping that they don't let her go away. You know what I mean? Like, she doesn't Not. just fade away. Like, she just becomes, like, a serious part of the cast. Yeah. That, that, that she and VJ establish this amazing relationship so we see the grandfather and the mother raising this child kind of together yeah. in place of the son. I'm sure the son will drop back in. Like, I just really want to see that bloom and flourish because VJ apparently... There's some type of misconnect with he and his son. And I feel like whatever mistakes, whatever may have happened, he'll be able to reconnect with his son via the grandson. For sure. And I and I just I'm excited to see that. If they have the kid. Wait, what? What do you mean if? If they have the kid. What do you mean if? Who knows if she's gonna Don't want the kid? Start with me, Ricky. I'm just saying. Think about it. This is Think New about Amsterdam. It. If if you're a female and you're pregnant mm-hmm. and your man skips out on you, you're not married, you're not so much in love, but then at that point, it doesn't matter about how much love. Like, I don't know. I honestly don't feel like she's going to go through and have this kid. You don't? I don't think so. Really? That didn't even cross my mind. Would you want to have a kid from... um, Would you want to tell your kid that your dad skipped out on you? I would never want to bring a kid into into this world with those circumstances. And if she does, she's being selfish. Yeah, that's true. I'll give you that, but at the same time... Because we don't really know much, or I don't know much about her yet. I don't know her backstory. Maybe she's been... Because she does seem a little bit older. She doesn't seem like she's like in her twenties. They haven't really said much about her story. Yeah, yeah. and so I'm thinking. So for I'm I'm a creative, so I kind of write my own stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I create my own reality. <laughs> um, in my mind, she's always wanted a kid, and even though these might not be the ideal circumstances, it's like you know I've always wanted a kid. I'm in my thirties now. Time is winding down for the amount of time I can have this kid. You know the 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 father's. The father of my child's father, the grandfather, he is willing to be a part of this, so I technically don't have to do this alone. I'm all, I'm like, let's go. Because initially, I'm like, yeah, I probably would go ahead and I don't want this. But when he told me he's there for me and he wants to be an active part of this child's life too, and that's his grandson, oh yeah, I think I might actually, I might continue. I get it, and that's very sweet of you. (laughs) But no. He called me sweet. I would never do that. I would never. This is just me speaking from a personal Yeah, you standpoint. don't know until you're there. You're right. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm, I've never made a girl pregnant. I, I don't know what that is like. But from a female, if I were a female and I'm pregnant 
and a guy who I'm dating, not even engaged with. I get it. Or whatever. I get it. At that point, it doesn't even matter. Like, you're... This per, this baby's dad just skipped out on the both of us. Yeah. I would not. I don't. I personally don't think that I would want to bring a child into this world and have this child fatherless. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I didn't grow up without a father, so I don't know what that feels like. But I can imagine that it feels horrible. So I get it. It's not I a tot- good feeling. I told. I totally get it. I I was fatherless until they I had a father until I was 11 and okay. then he passed oh, so I was basically you know what I'm saying yeah, like, so I, like I, half didn't, and half. I didn't have a dad for I mean the majority of my, yeah. my life for like a, a quarter of it but even though you had a relationship with your father yeah. so it's still different from this guy right and you know so yeah right yeah. but like hey let's have this talk now that you're 12 years old right yeah your dad skipped out on us because you know that's gonna come up. It every, has to every come kid, up. It has to come every, up. Every I have friends that that you know didn't have their father, whatever the case may be, and it always that question. It has always, to come. Up. Where's my dad? What happened to my dad? So that question always. Comes and up. we have Amy Wee here in the chat, and hey, she Amy. actually uh, brings up a good point. Uh, maybe adoption. So maybe have oh. the kid, and then you give it up for adoption if she doesn't think that she'll be able to take care of it. If she can't take care of it. If she can't, then listen, she should just have the baby. Maybe I'm just like, you know, as you said, I'm the sweet guy. So maybe I'm just hopeful that she just always wanted a kid. Yeah. And she's going to go full-fledged. But now my brain is working and I'm thinking she might not. Maybe. I mean, it's a possibility. <laughs> you have convinced me otherwise. It's a possibility. <laughs> well, you know what, Ricky? Give him some news and gossip. Yeah. I got you guys. Uh, right. So, we... Wanted to tell you a little bit about the cast. So, actually, it's about the show. So, the show has been doing pretty, pretty, pretty good. It's doing so good that it's logged its biggest L3 lifts to date this season. And it has a 92% increase from the 18 to 49 age demographic and a 77 and a plus 77 percent in total viewership yeah i saw that that is massive i saw the the ratings have 92 percent to go up yeah well increase listen nbc has hit a home run with this oh, they yeah. have uh this is us yeah the flagship show for right now yeah leading into this show yeah so it's like everybody that's watching this is watch a, this they show. just keep on watching because yeah. and i mean it's not like it's a bad show it's a phenomenal, it's a phenomenal show. show yeah it's it's the it's the this modern day er but it gives but you better i think it's better because I, I wasn't into er but i was into grays this medical show is so different from the others because it gives you some of every like there are moments where i literally laugh out loud and then there are moments where I'm like, okay, I'm about to cry. And then the the surgeries and the medical um, things that take place, they don't really talk about it like this on other shows. You know why I like this show so much? And they add politics them, to it also. They do add. Which I love. But what I love is that they're, sh- they're trying to shed light. And I feel like the writers, when they went into this writing the show, they want to now maybe bring to light and bring to attention the doctors mm-hmm. currently mm-hmm. and maybe have the doctor's mindset think 
differently. Yeah. More in favor of the patients, less pharmaceuticals, mm-hmm. more natural ways. Mm-hmm. Like it's if you see all the doctors in the show, they they fight backwards. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They care. They, they really care. care. Yeah. Which is a good spin on yeah. it. Yeah. And that's the other thing is that with the other shows, I don't know, it just seems this show just seems like they are trying to convey a message. Yeah. And they're trying to evoke change. Whether yep. it's change with patients and how we receive our medical care or whether it's policies and politics that they're trying to impact and change and get people yep. to just start thinking a little bit bigger and different or if it's how we look at our doctors, how the doctors yeah. look at somehow, some way, in so many different ways and areas, they're trying to evoke change on this show, and that's what I love. That is a beautiful thing. I love it. Yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, though, our news and gossip always seems to be really small uh, because of the fact that they they're just they squeaky clean. There's not cast, much coming. <laughs> they are in no drama. There's no scandal. There's nothing. 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 Oh, they are gosh. typical doctors. Yeah. They are living the doctor life. <laughs> well, you know, um, Bill Cosby played a doctor on TV, too. So maybe in 30 years or so, some drama oh. will come out. I'm sorry. Okay, oh! sorry. Sorry, sorry. Okay, moving on to our special segment. All right. So my favorite part of the show, well, my second favorite part of the show is speaking about biohacking tips. So I want you all, for those of you who are young, for those of you who are are getting older. Uh, for those of you who just want more information on how to look more youthful yes. and try to look as young as long as you can. Yes. And instead of gaining age, <laughs> yes, we're getting older in age, but maybe reverse the aging. Maybe um, being younger in your biological age. Okay. So there's a supplementation. If you have not heard of it, it is called NAD+. So it's the anti-aging miracle pill. I'm all in. Basically, to give you a, a Cliff Notes version, to understand what NAD does without having to relieve high school bio, think of NAD as a waiter that picks up electron from one table and drops it off at another. The oxidized form, the NAD+, grabs an electron from one molecule while while it has a hold on that electron, it becomes NADH. NADH donates that electron to another molecule, and it becomes the NAD+. Mm. So basically, NAD stands for... Oh, man. These doctor terms. You got it. You these, got these it. Of, okay. Nisotinamide adenine dinocleotide. Is a coenzyme, a compound that a certain enzyme needs in order to work. In every cell that is crucial to the basic reactions in your cells that keep you alive. Mm. It occurs in two forms. The NAD plus and the NADH. You can read about the differences on, on another site. But NAD plus is apparently the anti-aging Miracle pill, and I heard of it from a guy named Dave Asprey. He's the owner of Bulletproof Coffee, mm. um, and I listened to his podcasts. Mm-hmm. And he had someone on there who has been taking it, and it's the benefits on a cellular level mm-hmm. are 
tenfold. I'm definitely looking it up because one thing I'm trying to do is hold on to whatever type of youth I yeah. can hold on to. So now, not just taking. So now you can't just take this pill oh. and drink <laughs> anything you want and eat <laughs> anything you want. I don't think it works like that. Your body also needs assistance, so you would also have to eat cleaner. Change your diet, a little bit. Your diet, the. the the liquids you drink, okay. sleep matters. You know what I'm saying? I can do cryotherapy. this. Cryotherapy. I love cryotherapy. Uh, cryotherapy I'm is amazing. I'm afraid of that. That's No. We'll talk. Don't be afraid of it. It's, uh, it's like super cold. It's negative 155. Yeah, no. It's amazing. I get so much energy. Mm-mm. I love it. Mm-mm. I get literally, I'm like so happy inside this chamber. It's, it's insane. I feel like I will try it once. And then, and then you will love it, we'll and then see. you'll want to continue I, to do it. We'll see. I promise you. We'll, t- we'll talk about this uh, maybe on another show. <laughs> I don't know if we have enough time, but I definitely want to know more about that. Also, I got, I got info for days. Okay, I be- oh, I believe it. So let's get into your predictions. On your AfterBuzz TV predictions. What he said. What you think is going to happen on the next episode? So I think that. Todd, right? Mm-hmm. Todd is going to. Um, I think he's going to become president of. Mm. On top of being bored, I feel like he's going to be a very integral part of the hospital. Okay. Not only be a part of the board, but I feel like he's going to be more involved with everything else. Gotcha. I, like I that. feel like Max and Doctor Sharp are. Their relationship is coming into in fruition mm-hmm. very slowly. Mm-hmm. There's something there, and I, I could just feel it. I think that Dr. Max and Sh- Dr. Sharp are going to open up more. Okay. And I don't think that the girl's going to have the baby. I think she <sighs> is not going to have the baby. And that's it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I agree with you that uh, Max and Sharp are definitely going to have uh, a moment. And they're going to discuss everything that needs to be discussed regarding them and where they've been and where they're going. Um, I still, as I said a couple weeks ago, I am still not a fan of Evie. Um mm. I don't necessarily, because I don't want anyone to be unemployed, I don't necessarily want them to get her off the show. I just don't, I don't particularly like them together. Really? I I think they're so good together. I don't know why. Something about their vibe just does not sit well with me. Um, And I I just don't. I don't know why. Um, I do, I am more and more, because she's not perfect, she looks... On paper. She's... Perfect. Oh, oh, Evie? Yeah. Oh, I, I was oh, moving on to, sorry, uh, sorry. to uh, Bloom. Yeah. I, I like Bloom. And I like the fact that she's struggling with addiction. I like the fact that she has her issues and she's not so... Oh, she's a doctor and she's nice looking and all. Like, th- she's flawed. And I, and I really appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, don't necessarily say I want her and Reynolds together, but I just don't want him with Evie for some reason. I think they work well together. Just because this, they're both really busy, they're they're both career driven, but they both love each other. You know what I think it is? I think it is to me. What is it? <laughs> Reynolds comes across very real and very like 
down, like in the sense that he's accomplished a lot, yes, yeah. but we still know exactly where he came from, and he's just he's ten, he's like the one of my friends, like he's somebody that I've experienced in my life, like okay. he's tangible. Okay, she's not. Okay, she, I can't, I haven't connected to her. Okay, her character, yeah. I haven't connected to. Yeah. So that's why I just don't see them together. Um, I also am hoping that this lady has the baby. Um, I really want her to have this baby just because I want... For your selfish reasons, Not too. for myself. You and her with your selfish reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I want BJ to have a grandson more than anything. That's what it is. Okay. I want him to have the grandson. I see what you're saying. Um, and yeah, that's all I got. But do you think he wants to have it? Yes. It's not about you. I, it's not about me. But I do think... And my dad just asked me to have a kid. So maybe all of this is playing, oh my in, God. My, <laughs> this is playing in my mind. And my mother has... Said that to me numerous times. When are you going to make me a grandmother? I'm like, Mom, when I find a girl. We have time. I live in L.A. I don't live in Nebraska. It's so much harder out here. It is. (laughs) And we got things to do. You got to run for president. I have to vote. I know. We don't have time for children right now. We got a show. It's a lot going on. Camille Camille King says, to be honest, Evie, she bores her. Yes. She doesn't seem real. You know. Wow. What's her name? Camille Camille. King. Thank you, Camille. Camille King. She's boring. That's what it is. To be honest, Evie bores me. She doesn't seem real. And then Amy Wee says, hopefully he swaps Evie with Bloom. Boo. I'm all for that. Thank you, ladies. I appreciate you. I like that. Good job. Thanks. All right, Ricky, tell the people where they can find you. All right. You can find me on all social media platforms. At Ricky Vitucci. And you can find me on Sunday nights uh, for the Ballers After Show and Monday nights uh, for the 911 After Show. And then you could, if you're in LA, you could come to UCB this Saturday. I'm doing my first improv show. Oh! I am so there. We have to get more information on that. And you can follow me on all social media at the Tyler Tyson. You catch me Mondays on Black Hollywood Live at the Red Table Talk after show. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. Thank you, Amy and we and Camille. Camille, King. thank y'all so much for tuning in. We love y'all. See y'all next week. Our founder Kevin Undergaro and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first; we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.